I dove into it and I was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to be good or not, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. So I, I would recommend as well watching that show. Okay. Um, Hand of God. It's on Amazon. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Um, but I'm sure there's other ways of watching it as well if you don't have Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. Do we want to keep going with this topic or shall we move on to some something else? Segway. Because, I mean, yeah, it's it's a controversial fucking topic. It's a fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. And... It, like people like that, they need to disappear, but they need to disappear in a way that it is viable. And it is that like, you know, okay, we have guarantees that this is in literally a bad person and he deserves nothing else but death. Um, because there's, there's a lot of innocent people that died back in the inquisition times, um, who didn't deserve it. You know, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous to burn people alive just because they don't believe whatever the fuck it is that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, so let's move on, shall we? Uh, Miss okay. Nomer, carry on. So, uh, tell me one of your happiest childhood oh. memories. All right. <laughs> let's lighten <laughs> up really, the mood. This really turned 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need some happy. Give me happy. <laughs> Um, shit, that's really hard for childhood. Mem- I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was quite like spoiled as a child. Um, but for happiest memories, shit. I mean, honestly, childhood was great. My childhood was great, and then my teenage time was like a 180 degree turn. It was completely the opposite. So I feel like the happiness that I went through when I was a child kind of uh, got contradicted. I don't know if that's the word, but it got kind of like twisted by the whole shit that happened to me in, in, during my teenage years. Mm. It's it's really hard for me to choose a childhood memory that's like the happiest one. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, got, I got a PSX when I was like seven or six or eight or some shit. Um, that was fun. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. It's, I don't know. So I'll, I'll let you guys go on with this one. All right, Wretched. What's your so, happy childhood memory? So are we talking child, child or like teenage child? I'll say uh, before the age of 18. Ah, shit. Um, damn. Uh, I'd say probably... Um, I was in high school and I was in, uh, I was in wrestling and there's this one guy that we, we'd always be at the the same tournaments and we'd always go against each other at at least, you know, every other tournament. And, um, he went to the, like a school rival to ours in the same Mm -hmm. town and me and this, uh, I'm not going to lie. I had, I had a little bit of a temper myself, but me and this dude would talk back and forth and it, it would just constantly be like a, a, a huge rivalry and um at one point I, I mean again i i can't really think of anything else but at one point he ended up um hurting a, a cousin of mine um like intentionally and he got away with it through the re- with the refs um 
Yeah, he ended up like popping his knee out and all that good stuff, and ended up tearing oh, the ACL uh, by oh the time God. he went to the doctor. But um, so I wrestled him next, and um, I did something that was it was an illegal move, but I mean I was happy by the end of it and knocked the wind <laughs> out of him and all that. And uh, but no, I ended up uh, it pretty much I had you know his like his thighs were up like on my shoulders. I just kind of mm-hmm. like snapped down. And, Dang! Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, I was happy. <laughs> it was you know Wretched. What does that say that your happy memory is like slamming the crap out of a bully? <laughs> well, look, a lot, a lot of my I guess happy memories are like a lot, a lot of them that I can consider like happy memories are pretty boring, and then the other ones that like you know felt good in the moment type of thing are sports. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Well, hey, that's still a happy memory. It made you feel good, and that's all that matters. Because I mean, every every time, like in football, every time you know I hit the quarterback, I felt I felt nice. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I me, mean, other than like like physical like sports and stuff, I'd probably say um, even to this day, me and a couple of buddies still go out and do it. Uh, we go to the, that rival school, high school, because they have a, a a big parking lot. We go out there and we uh, actually longboard and we just kind of chill. <laughs> well, okay. that's why I said it's, it's really boring but <laughs> okay mm. did you think of anything grinder I mean you didn't say yours oh yeah okay so my happy <laughs> childhood memory basically is well I have, a, I have quite a few like I'll say that I loved my childhood because um, like for example my brother and I, my, I'm the oldest of my siblings. So my brother immediately under me, we to this day are really close and we would do everything together. So in uh, Lancaster PA, my grandparents had a house in the country. And when we would go to visit for like the weekends and like during the summertime, they had a really big backyard that had um, forest back there. So we would go and pretend we were explorers and we would take our little backpacks and put snacks and stuff in them. And our dad had got us like these, um, what is it? The uh, airsoft BB gun kind of things, but they're like, um, what is it? How do I describe it? It's, they're handguns, but they're BB guns that had these little pellets that you loaded into them. And like, we would take them with us and we're like, okay, we're going to adventure. We're going to make sure that we have a, we have our protection, we have our food, and we're going to go have an adventure. So we would just explore the woods, and I had this book that told me about different, like, how to track animals. And <laughs> I would go around looking for animal poop so that I could be like, okay, so this is the scat of a rabbit. Let's follow it and see if we can find where it goes. Like, it was just a really imaginative and um, fun time of my life where I could just go out and and like play and do what I wanted. And then we come back as the sun was setting, go inside and like have dinner and watch a movie. So like that is my happiest childhood memory because it's something that I really enjoyed. And to this day, I smile when I think about it. Okay. So, I mean, based on what you said, I, I, I agree with that. As someone who's also 27, I, I can say that. Yeah. But I guess the happiest memories that i could go out not fear anything well not that i fear anything nowadays going out it's very you know 
chill place to, to live. But um, yeah, but not feel like um, any sunburns or, or anything or, or getting too cold. It was always like mellow weather. Typically, you know, it will get cold as fuck, but um, and, you know, just go into the nature, you know, just uh, cycling all over the place into the woods, um, you know, just picking up bugs, <laughs> getting <laughs> to know all kinds of different bugs and, and just exploring. Uh, yeah, it was, a diff- it was a different time. It was a, a time where we didn't have a, a bunch of technology to, to dictate where we are what we do and shit where mm-hmm. you know we fucking crave for likes and acceptance and shit oh so you saying that just actually brought something up okay so this is probably my favorite childhood memory um <clears throat> so my great grandma used to live around the corner from a park and at that park there was like steep downhills and we always found like shopping carts over there <laughs> and uh the in the middle was like this um swampy type of thing and it just had a bunch of water in there and uh we would always try to like find stuff to try to reach the middle um for some reason we thought it was a good idea to to go down the hill on the in the <laughs> golf cart a golf cart um shopping cart like oh oh god yeah <laughs> so <laughs> there'd be like three of us like one of us was uh so usually i was up front i don't know why but i was always up front and then one person would get in, and then um, the other guy would be in the back. He'd push and then kind of jump over the top and hop in with us. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God, I remember one time we actually um, – because usually we you know, would fall. But How old were you fall. then? Oh, I was young. I was 10. Like, so in, in years, what, when was that around? Um, 11 years ago. 2000. So it's 2002, six, yeah. 2006. Oh, okay. so that's the time when Jackass was most popular. So I, yeah, <laughs> you were trying to be Jackass. Well, the funny thing is I'd never seen Jackass. Like, <laughs> but once I saw Jackass, like all that amplified. <laughs> but, oh um, my God. So no, yeah, usually we fell by the time we, you know, got even close to the, to the, to the water. But somehow mm-hmm. we, we didn't, didn't fall this time and all of a sudden it's like oh shit and we all just started kind of jumping and <laughs> of course i i didn't make it out in time and the water yeah Ugh. oh god ew i hate murky water oh <laughs> uh, dude i remember one time um this is after the whole jackass thing <laughs> um <laughs> one of the it was Halloween, and one of my buddies uh, was dressing up as a clown, but he didn't oh, have geez. like he, yeah he didn't have any like you know colorful clothing or anything like that, so he was just gonna wear white. And then so me and a couple other buddies, and by this time we're like, what? I mean, I I, I think I was thirteen, fourteen maybe, and uh, so I, I was me and my buddies were like real thrill seekers adrenaline junkies all that good stuff but um so this dude was like yeah you know i'll be out here in a minute well, we brought paintball guns to help him make his costume a little bit more colorful oh my god and, uh, <laughs> he came outside and uh as soon as he comes up to the to the door of the, of the car the person driving takes off and uh we're actually in the in the back 
and then the trunk. So we popped open the trunk, and while he's standing in the street, just unload on him. Oh, oh my geez. god, it was so funny. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, honestly, at the end of it, dude was laughing. So I don't, I don't count that as a bad thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I mean, I just... it, rem- it reminded me of times when we would fill uh, water balloons and just throw water balloons at people when they weren't <laughs> expecting from high heights and shit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you I guys. Did one time and I accidentally hit a cop. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I went to go through a water, throw a water balloon at a buddy and I was just coming by. He just got out of school, all that. And I missed and hit the cop car <laughs> that was passing. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, the cop was cool about it. I mean, he, he was like, he got it, you know. I wasn't trying to aim for him or nothing, so. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, so any more childhood memories for, for us to share, or should we uh, carry on with our topics? We can carry on. Alright, so Ratchet. Okay, so... I found this one on um, the Sacramento Bee website. And um, so earlier this week up in uh, Redding, here in California, um, apparently there was a, a this guy who was starting fights with everybody at someone's house. And I guess uh, at some point it ventured outside the house. And I, guess, I don't know if they kicked him out or what the whole thing was. But then he started picking fights with people outside. And mm. I think think they said it was like uh it was like six seven o'clock so it was like the time was, everyone was winding down type of thing and mm-hmm. um there was a family that was outside and so one of the, the the guy pretty much told him you know hey you know knock it off this and that i got, I got kids here and he had the kids go inside by the end of it and um well i guess the other guy that was causing the problems he had a problem with that and uh, went off and started wailing on the dude. Well, the dude had a four-month-old baby in his arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I guess mm. he kept trying to grab at the baby, um, trying to get the baby away from him at that point. And uh, so the guy that was getting attacked ended up, I guess he had a concealed carry, and he ended up pulling it out and shooting the guy. Oh. And so I know I've heard it on, like, CNN and stuff like that, that it's becoming more of a controversy now uh because of the whole gun thing and that he had he had a baby in his arms and you know and more or less like trying to villainize it or you know and try to make it to where he shouldn't have had it this and that which i mean i don't see anything wrong with it just because i mean he he did what was necessary to keep him and the baby safe and come to find out the dude that attacked him was actually it's right here where did he uh, I think he was, he's a registered sex offender and a lengthy criminal history. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, in that aspect, I, I think, I mean, he did the right thing, but again, everyone's kind of attacking him at this point because A, he had a child in his arms and B, um, the whole gun issue we have now, uh, that people mm-hmm. keep fighting over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fucked yeah, up. What, what do you guys think about the whole thing in, in general? Uh, Go on, Miss Number. Okay. Um, So, kind of breaking it apart and isolating it. 
the fact that this person had a child in their arms and was essentially attacked is terrible because first of all like why are you arguing with you have a baby with you like that's reckless endangerment as far as i'm concerned there's no need to have engaged in that kind of altercation to begin with so from the start this is just a really ridiculous scenario in that it should have it shouldn't have happened and then you've got a guy pulling a gun now he acknowledges that this person has a baby but you're still going to pull out your gun on them that's even worse because at that point you're saying i don't that there's another life that's completely innocent of this scenario i'm going to I'm going to endanger that life too. So both people were wrong in that the child should never have been exposed to that kind of um, situation. But then taking out a gun and shooting while they're holding the baby, it just escalated everything from that point. And like, if we're looking at it from the gun argument, as long as this gun was registered to that person, that's their property. They do whatever they want with it. They shouldn't. But they can, because that is their right. They own that gun. They, you know, have the registration and all the credentials for it. Um, but again, using it in a scenario like that, because I'm pretty sure this person with the baby didn't threaten your life to the point where you feel you need to brandish a weapon on an unarmed person. So oh, no, no. So it was actually the guy that was holding the baby in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, pulling the gun on the guy that was beating him okay. trying to take the baby so wait wait so the per they were the two people were arguing the yeah there's two people arguing outside and then Uh there was a guy that was on his front porch with his kids and he had the baby he was getting everyone inside and he kind of you know hauled out can you guys take it somewhere else it doesn't need to be happening yes guy got pissed off and attacked him and started trying to grab at the baby. Oh. And at that point, dude said he filled for, feared for his life and the baby's life, so he pulled out his concealed carry and shot okay. the guy. Okay, okay. And like well, I said, come to find out, he, the, the dude that got shot, and dude died, but dude that got shot ended up, you know, was a sex offender and had a, a long uh, criminal okay. record. All right, so in that situation, um, that changes the entire context of what I was thinking. So this person was defending themselves and their family. Right. Um, and when there are children involved, um, I can understand the use of lethal force because if this person was trying to take your children, you're not going to let that happen. And even if you didn't know about his background and history, why is this person coming after your kids? Right. Like there's so I mean I understand that. And again, I'm assuming that the person with the gun has it registered and licensed. And even though it's concealed, it was on their property. So do you right. know what state this took place in? Because this could go into You're the in California. Oh, okay. Does California have a stand your ground policy? How about what? Sorry about that. I didn't I didn't hear it. Oh, does California have a stand your ground policy? Where if you're on your property and you feel threatened, anyone who invades that space, you can use lethal force against them. Technically, yes. Okay. And so, and again, I'm assuming that the person coming after the kid had gone as far as to come onto that person's property to take the children since the children were on the porch. 
From what I understand, yes. Okay, well, I mean, that's what I understand of the situation. The person was defending their property, defending their children, and used lethal force on a person who, was, who had harm, intent to harm them. Right. Because most people would say you would call the cops in that scenario, but you, how are you going to hold someone off and pull out your phone to dial 911? Right, and then also you have kids in the house, you got a kid on your hip, pretty much. Yeah, like how do you navigate that situation? Right. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's that's my take on it. I don't feel, I mean, obviously killing people is wrong, but shooting someone when they're attacking you and your children on your property, I don't, I don't see where the issue is in that. And I know here in California, it's a very, um, very liberal state, and mm -hmm. it, it always goes back to the whole thing with the whole gun control. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, personally, I'm 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 for guns. I, I think you know everyone that's not a felon, and, you know, doesn't have anything wrong with them, and all that should have a gun. Um, but it's just, it, it seems like everyone's vilifying this guy for what I believe, you know, was, was the right decision, was a smart move, that, you know what, yeah, someone died, it sucks, but at the end of the day, he, he protected his and, you know, himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's how I feel about it, but what, what do you think, Grinder? Um, well, I mean, that's, that's the whole American situation right there. Because over here, we're not allowed to have guns in any sort of situation. Not to, like, if you want to go hunting, you can have license to carry guns. Uh, not carry guns outside, but they have to be concealed and everything. But, um, yeah, we're, we're not anywhere near having guns. So if, if, you, if you have guns, you're already going to prison. I mean, I went to, to jail because I had a butterfly knife that was considered a crime. Um, so, I, again, I don't really think I have much of an opinion other than, you know, I mean, what Miss Namor was saying, I kind of agree. If you're defending your property, then I guess that's okay. Uh, nonetheless, shooting a gun with, uh, with a child in your arms is always fucked up, in, in my opinion. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that poor, I'm just thinking of how that situation is going to impact that kid. Because... Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're shooting a gun is traumatizing, loud. So a four month old doesn't understand what's happening. And guns are, when not used for their intended purpose, are traumatizing. Because we know that's a, it's a lethal weapon. And when it's used in defense or otherwise, it leaves a lasting effect on. It. So, I mean, that's why I think having trainings for guns, like showing people how to properly and care for them and are important. Having people licensed and have psychological evaluations before you're able to purchase a gun. Because, and I think it should be a reoccurring scenario. I have no problem with people owning guns because that's your, as much as I don't agree right now with the, um, the right to bear arms, because when it was written, it was written for an entirely different time and place. But it's still law, it's still in the Constitution, and we abide by it. So, um, as far as, like, making sure that people are safe with guns, 
there are certain mm -hmm. types of guns that need to be taken into consideration. In my opinion, no civilian needs an assault rifle. I'm sorry, why? Like, what are you, you're not going to war. And if you are, there's a problem that you're having a war in, a, in your, um, wherever you live or what situation you're in that you feel that you need to go to war and have weapons of war with you. If you're a hunter, you're licensed to have a certain type of weapon for the express purpose of hunting to kill animals for sport or otherwise. A handgun is for protection against, you know, uh, threats and making, like, preserving your life. But you don't need an assault rifle because you're not taking out armor. You're not taking out, like, someone who is battle ready. Like, it's, eh. that, it's a touchy subject for me only because people, are, people aren't taking the nuances into consideration. And it's like one scenario where, like, either we have guns or we don't. It's not that simple. There are nuances right. that need to be taken into consideration. Don't, you can't take things away from people because a couple of people don't know how to use it. Like, that's not plausible and it's not logical. Teach people how to properly use them, but withhold things that aren't relevant to that situation. So I've, I mean, honestly, this, this might end up segueing into our, like, traditional, just talking about general talk type of thing. But um, mm -hmm. I, I've got a, a couple questions, and I think we agree but disagree on a couple things here. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what would you classify as, as an assault rifle, first of all, just so we are on the same page? Like an AK-47. So fully automatic, right? Yes. All right, so uh, I know as of right now in California, at least, and again, I'm not too well-versed on every other state, but I know in California, it's, it's actually illegal to have um, a, full auto, a fully automatic weapon already, mm -hmm. um, which, I, I mean, I, I agree. Okay, I, I we don't need to have a fully automatic weapon. But yeah. um, another another question, though. Um, so you're saying you don't ag agree with the, the Second Amendment or it was written in a totally different time, right? Yeah, I think that it should be amended because amendments can be amended. Right. No, I, I, I get you there. Um, mm -hmm. what, what's your just curious? What's your reasoning for that, though? Well, back when the amendments were, were written, the right to bear arms is was put into place when we were in the midst of civil war. So people were expecting to go to war at any given moment, and people had to protect their rights and their property. So you had a musket. We, you, you had a musket. <laughs> so you use that as a way of protecting where you are. We're not in that place anymore. We've gotten to a point in time where we have, um, like, we have law enforcement. And the purpose of law enforcement is to protect our civil liberties and our rights. So there's no need for you to have that kind of weapon because that's what the purpose of law enforcement is. Does that make any sense? It's kind of no, like, I, yeah. I, do, I get where you're coming from. Um, I mean, personally, I, I do disagree um, mm -hmm. because I feel like no matter what, any type of, because that, that is a form of government, um, it's mm -hmm. just local. But I, I think at any point, any any form of government can become uh, corrupt, corruptible, or corrupted, corrupted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I mean, you know, 
the Second Amendment it, it was written in a, in a time where, yeah, you know, to, to prevent um, tyranny, because we, we just got out of uh, a tyrannical um, system, and just mm-hmm. prevent it from ever happening again. And I mean, I think that's that's still a prevalent um, thing. Like, obviously, we haven't been in tyranny, and, and you know, since we became a country. But I think it's it's something that's totally plausible. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, I mean, oh, okay. I I don't want to say this, <laughs> but like, I know uh, uh, every a lot of times you turn on the news, and the news you know is comparing somebody to like Hitler. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But let let's just take that Hitler standpoint for a minute, and I mean, what's one of the, I mean, again, one of the first things he did was is you know, take guns away. I mean, I'm not saying because I know obviously grinders in the area were were having guns illegal, so I'm not saying it's gonna happen everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. just it's that possibility, and if we didn't trust, you know, I mean, obviously Hitler was a terrible person, but if if we didn't, you know trust hitler and he was doing the right thing and all that then why, why are we going to put that risk you know here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i i see where you're going with that and i mean it's... even even you you're right you know it was kind of you know muskets and all that but we also at the time uh they did have um i forget what it's called but um they had at one point a full a full automatic um it it was a full automatic weapon but I forgot exactly. I forget exactly what it's called. But I know um, uh, there was uh, some sailors that actually had written a letter um, to what was it? I forget who exactly to who it was. But they they were asking um, you know if they could have cannons on on the, the ship you know pr- to protect their their sh- uh, boat from from pirates. And uh, he actually responded saying, yeah, of course, of course you, you can have cannons. You know, you, you have the Second Amendment. So, I mean, I, I think to say it was only limited to certain weapons that they had at the time, I feel like they had a, a understanding that obviously technology was going to evolve. Obviously, no one knows where it's going to go. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they knew exactly we're going to have this weapon, this weapon, this weapon. But uh, but I do think they ha- at least had the understanding technology is going to grow and, you know, things are going to guns and stuff like that will grow with it. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. my thought on the whole thing. Okay. Grinder, what do you think? Uh, again, not I don't know. It's mm. uh the whole gun situation, I think it's, I don't know. I've had this argument with other people before where I think, um, you know, like some people think having guns is good because you keep yourself protected, but I think people are just too untrustworthy to keep guns around because people are unpredictable as fuck. No matter how much you say that person is predictable as hell, you, I can say that this person can do things that you are not expecting just like that. So in my most honest opinion, I think having guns, it's not the, the, the way to do it. It's not the right way. I think that, again, it's my opinion. People are unpredictable and you, you cannot like per, people. Like, I've, I, there's been people in Portugal that have gotten through breakdowns. They grab their shotgun that they have for both protection and hunting uh, and mostly these are old people who have something happen to them. They have a fucking mental breakdown and they go off and shoot people in the face with a shotgun. So, mm-hmm. again, it's people aren't predictable. You cannot say this guy is so sane 
that let's give him ARs and handguns and everything. Let's fucking put a Panzer tank in his fucking backyard. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, no, that person can have a mental breakdown and he can go shooting like a hundred people if he wants to or fucking throw grenades into a mob of people. So, mm -hmm. like, I know you guys in America, you have your mentality, you know, sort of built around having guns is cool and shit. But my most honest opinion is it's not. It's not. If people were, if people were predictable as we want people to, to be as predictable, uh, it would be okay. But not like this. People are not predictable. People are, people can just like, they can... You know, they can get fucked up in the mind one moment to the other and, and they can do really stupid shit. So I don't I don't agree with that. Um, so are right. we done with that? Because I have one thing that's very controversial and it could be for our last topic. OK. All right. So, you know how people treat animals that they find in the street, oh, no. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> You know how it's not a news, it's not nothing, it's just a general topic of mine. Okay. Um, but we keep animals alive that are possibly suffering because we feel like this is the right thing. Do you think it is right or do you think it's wrong? My opinion is, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of selfish to say that, oh, that animal is suffering, I'm going to keep it alive. But how do you know that that's the right thing for the animal? How do you know that the animal wants to stay alive while suffering? Because natural selection, all right, natural selection says that if you can't survive, then uh, you have to go. And that's how nature does it. That's how uh, animal mothers do it. That's how uh, they do it in the wilderness. You know, if, if they have like five cubs, let's say a lioness has five cubs and um one of them can't make it with the rest of the cubs while they're going through their you know uh lion activities throughout the day then the lion that can't make it it doesn't make it and it becomes food for some some other animal uh that's the cycle so personally i think it's kind of self that that's why it's so controversial i bet i bet a lot of people that might listen to the yeah you fucking You're, you're, you're such a bad human being. God damn it. Like we have, we have to save everything that breeds. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't agree with that. I think it's selfish. I think you just want acceptance. You just want, Oh, I saved this animal. So now I'm automatically a good person. Uh, what do you think about that? I agree. I mean, I don't know. I mean, personally, if I, if I'm suffering to the point, I know I'm going to die eventually. If I'm suffering, Personally, just let me go, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel like you're right. It is a natural thing where it's, you know, it's a survival of the fittest. It's, you know, if if you're uh, wounded to that extent and you're, it, it's a pretty much thing. You're gonna die. It just we don't know when. It's just let's just make it comfortable. No, I prolong the inevitable. All right, let it let it go. 
So I, I, I thought of this topic because of animals, because of all of these fucking videos that I see on Facebook of, you know, people want to be, yeah, I'm such a good person. Like uh, one guy caught a, a squirrel that was caught on a bear trap and he, he took the squirrel and amputated the squirrel's limbs Uh, where he was hurt and the squirrel, <clears throat> the squirrel recovered. He gave the squirrel like two wheels instead of his front uh, arms. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and of course, then it's like, well, the squirrel is so happy because he's still alive. But is the squirrel happy because he's still alive? Anyways, so since we're going for people as well, here's my opinion. I used to know a family, a father and a mother who had a child who was incredibly um handicapped like had a thing in the stomach that was it was like like it was hard to look at that person and not feel sad or not feel like oh my goodness you poor soul how are you still alive you know what i mean mm -hmm. because that person was in so much suffering and it's like is is it okay because they couldn't talk either so is it okay to keep this person alive or Like, why are their parents are are their parents keeping them alive out of selfishness because it's their own child, so they want to keep them alive as much as possible? Because like it, it's it's so controversial because we have no idea. We have like right. unless these people, then these animals could talk and say, "I want to stay alive" or "I want to die." We are. It's. I think it's a selfish act for some people to keep them alive. Like there's a lot of situations when there's like old people who literally want to die and their families keep them alive just because they want them around. But that again, that is selfish as fuck. Like don't keep people suffering because you want them around. Because if like it's not about you, it's about them. Who Whatever they want for themselves, whatever they feel is going to be better for them, it's it's their choice. Like, don't keep them alive, suffering day in, day out, just because you want them around. That's my opinion. I think people like that are as bad as, I don't know. Uh, I know, it, like, it's it's selfish. It's just a selfish act, you know? What do you, what do you think? Like, uh, I'm going to shut up and, and let you guys talk about it now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to. So let's say, you know, my daughter, something happens and, and she's in like a critical condition, you know, it's, you know, might not make it, probably not going to make it, whatever. And she's on life support. Personally, yeah, I'm probably going to keep her around. Why? Yeah, and I'm telling you, yeah, it's, it is selfish. I mean, I don't want to let go, you know. Um, yeah. But I mean. Exactly. I'm, like at said, least I'm you acknowledge it. At least you acknowledge it. That's that's a good thing. At least you acknowledge it. There's people who literally are so fucking uh, blinded by their selfishness that they don't even acknowledge that. Is it just oh, but it's my child. I want to keep him around because I love him and he must live. No, it's because you're selfish and you want people around that you love. Right, and it is like I said, it is it is a selfish thing in my opinion um I, i also think it's more of it's also um we want to think there's hope um and honestly like something could happen and so miraculously let's say like i said my daughter's critical condition might not make it probably not going to make it and let's say i do keep her on life support or whatnot she could you know emerge and, and make a full recovery but at the same time 
I don't know. I, I feel like, yes, it is selfish. But, and yes, I, I would probably do the same thing. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of up to the person in charge mm-hmm. situationally, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, and that's, that's where I um, agree, is that it, it's a case-by-case. In terms of people, um, that's decide whether or not someone has the autonomy to make a choice like that. Like in my, my field of work, um, a lot of times, if people aren't capable of making that choice on their own, they assign it to someone that has their best interest at heart. So if that person is on life support or in a compromising position where they're not able to decide whether or not they'd like to be kept on life support, or um, let's say someone has uh, ALS, for example, it's a debilitating and chronic uh, disease that essentially your body just stops functioning. Like you lose feeling in your limbs and it's your body just shuts down periodically. It could take years, it could take months, but it's, it's a process that will not improve or a, a diagnosis that will not improve. And most people don't, if they have ALS, don't want to wait around to be trapped in their own bodies. Um, like their minds are functioning perfectly fine, but their bodies will not, aren't, aren't there. I mean, they don't move. They're not functioning. So some people opt for assisted suicide in that scenario, because why, why am I just going to allow myself to waste away so I can be trapped here? I'm not doing it. And like, this is how people think. So in a situation like that, I agree, let that person go because they're suffering and as much as you're going to miss them, do you really want them to stay in a place where they're not happy or thriving? It's one thing to survive and to live, but is that really a life? And when it comes to animals, uh, we don't have the capacity to communicate with animals in a way that we understand them, like their wants and needs. Like you may understand that when a dog wags its tail and you know, jumps around and it's happy to see you. And the, the interactions are positive because they're not aggressive towards you. But yeah. if, if that animal is suffering, like say your dog got hit by a car and you rush it to the vet to see if they can like save your dog, but the, it's, a, it's a very bad prognosis. Yeah, so on that situation, let's say that the dog... Um, can't use his back legs anymore yes. so mm-hmm. they give him like uh the, the, the little wheel things yeah like it's yeah. touching for us as humans to see that the animal is still functioning and running around and being happy and all that but you're right when you say how do we really know that this animal is happy that way yes because the dog won't understand what's mm-hmm. happening the dog yeah. just lives it's just exactly. like Animals don't have a complex brain like we do. That's why they, they don't talk yet. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, um, how can we tell that the dog is having a happy life? Obviously, the dog will try to, you know, survive because that's just like the, the situation happening that goes with within the, the animal's, you know, uh, nature. It's mm-hmm. to survive. You, you survive until your last breath. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like only people have the complexity and emotion, uh, emotional, you know, aspect to them to, you know, which again leads to another controversial uh, thing that I, I, I hate suicide. And I think people who kill themselves are ridiculously weak and, uh, you know, again, it's very controversial because I've had this 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 conversation with other people because they disagree with me because they think that suicide is 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 an option when you feel like you have no options whatsoever. But uh, again, like there's one thing which is euthanasia and and suicide is completely different when you um, when you go through like. Let's talk about the dude from Linkin Park, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he killed himself. He had a family. He he was, uh, you know, he was loved by millions of people around the world, right? Uh, people who were touched by his lyrics and the way he sung and shit or sang. And um, he kills himself. And a lot of people, and it, this brought the the subject of like, so why, if you have such a good life? So he must have been going through a lot of depression, some really, really tough depression that you kill yourself when you have so many good things um, in your life or that we might think or feel that are good, right? Mm-hmm. However, I, I still don't think no matter how depressed you are, no matter how much you go through depression, I think it's your own fault that you don't reach out to your friends, that you isolate yourself. Um, again, no matter how uh, how very difficult it might be for you to actually reach out to someone, I think that you always have to reach out to someone. You always have to let them know that, listen, I'm going through some hard times and uh, dude, I just need someone to talk and agree or disagree with me and let me know what's happening because like, shit, man, I feel lost, you know? And I, I don't agree with suicide at all. I think it's, it's, a, it's an incredible, like incredibly weak thing to do because it's taking the easy way out. Because going through life, uh, beating those challenges of depression, of maybe you lost a job and you feel like you have no uh, chance of getting any other job anymore, or your wife cheated on you and you, you just like, you feel like you're never going to get anyone else. Because when we go through certain emotions through a, a period of time, it could be short or it could be long, but we always go through a period of time where we always feel like we'll, we'll never recover from it, right? Time always heals everything, but we feel like in the moment, and it could be a week, it could be two months, it could be three years, but we always feel like we're never going to get out of it. It feels like it's a, an eternal situation, like, oh my God, I lost my wife. I'm never going to get anyone like that and shit, you know, but... Time heals this and time says, all right, no, actually we, okay, I can, I I actually got a a wife that's even better than that one. But I don't know, dude, it's, 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 it's difficult. I I mean, I, I, what am I saying? I don't know. I know. I don't just, I I disagree with suicide. It's it's an easy way out. And euthanasia is completely different. It's you're suffering and you want the, the pull plug, uh, the plug pull, uh, or the pull, the plug pull, holy shit. What's wrong with my brain now? Um, and you just, you know, and suicide is completely different. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think? It's going to be our last topic and then we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, well, 
Um, again, I think when it comes to you know living your life and deciding whether and whether or not you want to end it, that's a personal choice. Um, it your life is your own, and what you choose to do with it is it comes down to you. So I mean, when it comes, I try really hard to get involved in situations like that where people commit suicide because I was not living their life. I don't know what they were going through and I don't know what their options were. But I understand that in different situations, people sometimes don't have a way out. And their reasons for doing it... I I, I disagree with that. I know. But that's just... That's my philosophy when it comes to that. Is That's how I look at it. I... I'm not in their head. I'm not experiencing what they're going through. So it's in my um, like perspective, it's, it's none of my business what they choose to do with it. It'll be sad if it's someone who's close to me. Of course, I'm going to be devastated by it because it affects me, but it's, it wasn't my choice to make. And that's just, that's kind of how I see it. I don't, I don't think that's a personal choice. Uh, it is a personal choice, but I don't think it should be a personal choice. I think you should live your life to the fullest until the point of you can't live anymore because you only get one. You only get one life. Like the whole YOLO thing, it's true. You, you only live once, like YOLO. You know what I mean? It's like you have to enjoy it because there's no scientific proof. There's nothing that says there's an afterlife. So, when you die, you go fucking fly in heaven with angels and shit. There's no proof of that. That's just that's just uh, fiction. It's just something. Heaven and hell was created to give sort of a, a sense of security to people because people didn't know what to, to fucking think of religion anymore. So they created heaven and hell to cr- sort of control people as well. Because people, okay, you want to go, you're going to, you want to go to heaven, you want to have a good afterlife, then behave, be a good person, do uh, good deeds. Um, You're a piece of shit. You only do bad shit. You're a murderer and blah, yada, yada, yada. You go to hell. This is, this was a way of controlling people in a lawless society. So um, I, 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 I fully disagree with that. I think that you should always live your life to the fullest. If you're not okay with, uh, again, uh, considering the situation that I talked about, like if you're suffering, if if you're, if you have like really like something going on in your body or your mind that literally like you can't be, but if you're a completely normal person a completely normal human being with we have the ability to get out there get a job uh do the life that you want to do and how you're supposed to do it then why should you end your life like why you know so that poses another question is that because living organisms people animals all of that we're hardwired for self-preservation because darwin's law of um, survival is you live long enough to reproduce. That is the survival of the fittest. Whoever is strong enough to live long enough to pass their genes to the next generation to continue that line of evolution. So with that in mind, when you consider someone who 
is capable of suicide. I'm talking not someone who just has suicide thoughts and contemplates it, but someone who actually has the will to go is it not appropriate to consider that person something to be wrong with them? And when I say wrong, I'm saying as far as that we are hardwired to survive. We do everything in our power to stay alive. So for someone to deliberately decide that that's not what they want, there's something going on with that person because we don't purposely exactly. put ourselves. That's what I mean. They're, they're know, it, mind people. Their, and their minds are weak. That is a cry for help as that's far exactly, as I can That's why they need help. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, and I, this is what I mean. Like, yeah. it's, it, it deserves attention. Like, this is why I appreciate awareness and people actually talking about this. Because before, people didn't want to talk about it. They're saying, oh, it's a shame that that person died. And it's terrible. It really is. But how do we get here? What yeah. was this person doing or saying that would that were flags that indicated that there is something wrong? And how do we move forward in helping so that people don't feel this way or what causes them to feel that way? These these are all questions that go through my mind when I consider someone taking their own life. I right. think that it's 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 tragic because it shouldn't happen because that's not how we're wired, but mm-hmm. it does happen. And I just want us to get to a point where we can understand why and how we can prevent that. Because life is precious. Right. So with that, I completely agree with you where, yes, it is a cry for help and people definitely need help if there's even th- not, not just considering, but literally going like, yes, I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. With that situation, I do completely agree with you. And, and I do think that they need help, which is exactly why I think, for example, uh, the, the dude from Linkin Park, he mm-hmm. just didn't seek for help. He just, uh, I don't know. Or maybe it was just like, I don't know. At the time, there were, there were so many dudes killing themselves from uh, like really uh, known bands and stuff like mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, is is it like a trendy thing to to take your life? Because if it is, like that's the most stupid hum- humanity has reached. That's the the most stupidity uh, or the most stupid level of of stupidity that we have gone to. It's it's a trend to kill myself. Like, um, which I kind of honestly I don't even know if I should uh, believe that or not. Because with the whole Tide Pod thing. People oh, eating that shit, people drinking bleach. Oh my God. This uh, is what I mean. The like, whole that's, blue whale ugh. bullshit as well with teenagers fucking slicing their, their, their wrists. Like, I don't know. Is it a trend? Did it become a trend to, to, to take your life? I don't know. It's uh, what's wrong with the world. If you need help, seek it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you know? what I, yeah. At the end of the day, these struggles that people go through, uh, we won't understand what's happening until we investigate it. Either. And that's why I think it's so important that we, we push mental health awareness. We yeah, yeah. need to. Like, this is for the sake of our survival. We need to understand what happens with people. Like, what is going on in their heads and how can we help when they need it? I agree with we need to investigate these people, but I also think that we should also 
talk about it more often in a general manner, not an individual way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, we, we definitely should talk about it like in a general way, like, yes, don't do it. Look for help. What is going on with you and your mind? Um, there are many, many problems that are general for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, like for example, you know, there's a lot of family issues that a lot of people go through, you know, that's just a general thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and like relationships and shit, like, like a lot of stuff happening in the world and everything, um, that a lot of people go through. I feel like we could sort of grasp onto these topics and these subjects and talk in a general manner so that people who really go through these types of things kind of, um, they understand that they're not alone. You're not alone. You're going through something that someone else went through. So don't go through it alone, especially in an era where internet allows everybody in the world to be connected to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, you're, you're both of you are in America. I'm in Portugal. We're doing a podcast together. Like this is, you know, so everybody can talk to everybody. You just need somewhere you just need to understand that there's people going through the same shit and people who actually might actually have the same thoughts that you are going through, but they're not going to do it or you shouldn't do it because like it's, it's a lot more rewarding to beat the challenge than to like, you know, <laughs> if I can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then just say, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done and I'm going to end myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You want to add anything to that, Ratchet, uh, before we end it? I mean, I'm, ca- I'm kind of in the middle. Like, personally, do I think you should do it? No. It shouldn't be a thing that, that well, it shouldn't be a thing. But um, like you were saying, unless it's like, you know, you're not going to come out of it type of thing. You're critical condition in the hospital. Okay, let's just, you know. No, but that's euthanasia. Right, right. But I, I mean, euthanasia I mean, is the person uh, agrees and wants that for himself because they have no other options, like literally no other options. Right, right. No, what, I, what, I agree. what I was talking about is someone who has all the capability of a regular human being to go out there, get a job, you know, but most likely mental issues or something like that or complexities are something that are preventing them to do the normal everyday stuff that another person does. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, honestly, I know this is going to sound harsh. Um, and I don't mean it in a harsh way. I just mean it as like a general term. Um, I think in that aspect, people need to get over it and not just, like I said, I don't mean it that harsh, but literally just get over this, get past the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, all in all, like, I don't think suicide should be a thing. I, I think that's, you know, with the whole suicide awareness prevention, all that all shit. No, it's, it's just good, uh, another break in the wall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, I think uh, from what people are doing with the whole suicide prevention thing, I think I, I see good in it, but at the same time I see that, uh, at least I think, it, it, that the whole suicide prevention thing has become a trend. Um, but I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily the bad thing that people are doing it though, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, guaranteed there's, 
there's so many movements in the world nowadays that's just movements for the money because right. people are like oh I, i can join this movement and make money out of it so i'm gonna i'm just gonna be motivational speaking uh, you know across the world and i can make money out of this shit so hell yeah do i care about the people that i'm talking about not at all but still i'm gonna do it you know because money and money is important haha <laughs> you know i need food and shit which is understandable to a certain extent, but dignity is, is a long way gone nowadays. Um, anyways, I think we should end it here, guys. It's been, I think, over two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're sort of like 6.20 or something. Um, all right, everybody who listens to this podcast, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Again, understand that we are talking about topics that are Most, most of these topics were actually controversial. So you have to understand that, you know, uh, don't take it personally. Don't, if you're someone going through these situations, if you can relate to any of the things that we said, understand that you can actually reach out to us. We have an email. Uh, you can reach out to us. You can talk to us. Um, you can maybe even join a podcast, you know, in the near future. Uh, so you understand that we're not talking to anyone in specific uh we're also just putting experiences out there so yeah that's pretty much it also check out our social media so that you get notified when our podcasts are going on um check our twitch check our twitter check our facebook page um our patreon as well we're still figuring out patreon which is something we still have to go uh around with to figure out like the rewards for things and everything so Check us out on, on social media so that you get notified. Maybe in the near future, we might start doing some fun stuff with people who listen to us. Make sure that you subscribe to our castbox.fm page uh, and or tune in so that you get notified. Every time that something goes up, you get immediately notified. And that's pretty much it. You guys want to say anything else? Uh, did, did you say what the email was? Because all I heard was you talk about it. Uh, no, it, 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 the email will be on the description. I feel like it's oh, better okay. than describing okay. it. Uh, by Just want to make sure. All right. Uh, so anything else, Miss Namri? All right. So Miss Namri, want to add anything to that? Um, I love this podcast, you guys, and I have so much fun by the end of it. So yes, I will see you guys next week. All right, Wretched. Yeah, same. I mean, it's definitely been... Um, interesting hearing uh you know opposite sides of from what i uh believe in and and whatnot and yeah i can't wait till next week and uh see what we can come up with then all right so i'm saying goodbye as well see you guys next weekend next sunday and uh or actually yeah next sunday because you'll be listening to this on us yeah so see you guys next sunday with more weekly topics with more general topics with more controversy and everything else so hell yeah see you next weekend bye bye <laughs>